It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Bobo, 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 Bobo. Okay, I think that should get enough traffic now. Uh, it's, it, let's let's talk about Bull Bull. It's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 16th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about Bowl Bowl. Not just the amazing things, but the simple things he's doing that have shown some tremendous growth. Shut me up a little bit too, I won't lie. Uh, and have set him up to be a really big piece of this Magic team. We'll talk about that. Plus, RJ Hampton makes his Lakeland Magic debut, and the Magic take on the Boston Celtics. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment, but first we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA, just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Wednesday night, Bull Bull broke the internet. Um, it, it's it's actually not an uncommon occurrence for Bull Bull to break the internet. That's that's kind of what he does. Um, ever since, really, ever since he entered the league, there's been a fascination with him. And, and the moment that he started playing for the Denver Nuggets in the bubble. And he started draining threes on everybody. Everyone could kind of see why this kid was a top 10 prospect coming out of high school. And why there this this guy had such a unique blend of talent. A 7'3 forward, essentially, who could take guys off the dribble, hit threes, block shots. A, a unicorn in the sense of that word. Um, as everyone is joking... People are excited about Victor Wembanyama, but Bull Bull is already here. Of course, Bull Bull is not already here. Um, Bull Bull entered the league with a foot injury um, that caused him to miss most of his freshman season at Oregon. He struggled with various injuries throughout his three years with Denver before they finally shipped him off to Detroit. That got nixed. And then they shipped him off to Boston. That one did go through. And then Boston shuttled him over to Orlando at last year's trade deadline. This is always a player that needed opportunity first. It needed health first and then opportunity to show this kind of talent. And so, yes, there are highlight plays. Wednesday night's play where he got the ball at about midcourt, took two strides, spun past a defender, got all the way to the basket and dunked it. That sent the Amway Center into hysterics. That sent the internet into hysterics. And I can tell you, I was sitting on the baseline behind Bull on that play, and you could see that path open up for him. And it's like, 
if he's six foot seven, if he's a six foot eight forward, doing that, yeah, it'd be a great play, but it wouldn't be amazing. The fact that he's seven foot three and moves with that fluidity, that coordination, that athleticism, that's the kind of stuff that this league hasn't seen. That's the kind of stuff this league has kind of feared for a long time because um, as, as even NBA 2K is admitting, uh, a player like Victor Wembanyama is breaking all the all the things that they build. And if you played any version of Bull Bull on 2K on the internet, those kinds of players break break everything. Um, no one knows how to handle them. And just like in video games, no one knows how to handle them in real life. But to me, Bull Bull isn't these highlights. He isn't this kind of, you know, frankly, a, a sideshow sometimes. Um, you know, I was I was watching one time before a game and and just him touching the ball and hitting shots got people so excited. And yeah, I mean, it, 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 everyone's cheering for him because he's a great kid and, he, and he's coming into his own. But it, it's not the highlight plays that get me with Bol Bol. It's not the highlights that I think are driving his success. For Bol Bol, it's about the little things. It's about the mundane things. It's about making these highlights so regular. That's meaningful for him. Bobo is still coming into his own. And I think it's really important to take this step back and recognize that. Wednesday night was his 82nd game played. He's finally played a full season in the NBA um, after three years. And this is really his first time in a rotation, getting regular minutes. And you can see the confidence building and growing every time he gets on the floor. Bull is averaging 12.7 points per game, 7.4 rebounds per game, shooting 60.4% from floor and 42.6% from beyond the arc. He's shooting a ridiculous 47.6% on pull-up three-pointers. This is a guy that generally, if you give him the ball, he's going to score. He's got to find a way to score. Whether it's off the dribble, whether it's get, catching defenders off guard off the dribble, or whether it's Coming off cuts, coming in transition, uh, some spot up three, spot up threes as long as they're not from the corners. This is a guy that can put the ball in the basket, plain and simple, and you know that's the basics of this game. But it's the subtler growth that gets me. It's the fact that he, you know, is averaging two turnovers per game, but hasn't had a game with multiple turnovers in the last eight games since the Brooklyn game, which was a very good game for him, by the way. He isn't forcing things as much anymore. He's reading the defenses a lot better, understanding how smaller players are trying to guard him. As Bol Bol said before Wednesday's game, as long as he's not sped up, he feels confident he's going to, ta- he's going to be able to beat whoever's guarding him. And he understands that the way teams are trying to guard him is to get up under him, to crowd him, to make it harder for him to put the ball on the floor. Because once he puts the ball on the floor, he's extremely instinctual to get past people. You know, I asked Bull after Wednesday's game what he sees on the, those kind of plays that just amaze everyone. And honestly, what, what struck me about what he said 
was that, you know, I'm just out there playing basketball. I don't think about these moves. I just do them. I react to what the defense is doing. doing. They give me a gap here. They bite one way, I go the other. They give me a gap there, I take it. And really, so much of this is defense is still underestimating Bull Bull. But that process is the point. All of this is normal. All of this is regular. And when you look at it, when you look at things, when you look at things, this is how it's supposed to be. Things are supposed to be normal. Things are supposed to just happen. And in fact, and the only thing that is amazing about what he's doing is that he's seven foot three and doing them. Bull has come a long way in just this season. I, I will admit, I have been a bit critical of Bull Bull. It's not that I don't think he's a good player. I don't, it's not that I don't think he has a spot in this floor. But there have been shortcomings that you could stomach a little bit. But at various times, I've been like, we got we to gotta start moving, t- moving forward on this. Especially during that losing streak. And look, I, I, our, we did an episode earlier this week on Jamal Mosley. He's done a great job, in my opinion at least, keeping the big picture in mind, letting players uh, make their mistakes, giving them the chance to to uh, learn from those mistakes and not just pulling them so quickly. And, and, and that's important with a young team. He has done that really well with Bull. And Bull especially, to be honest, because Bull's defense hasn't been great. Yeah, he blocks a lot of shots, but he's giving up better than 60% shooting at the rim, which is not good. Um, granted, he's on the perimeter a lot more, so those shots, so those are different kinds of shots than maybe a typical center would, would face, but he's got a long way to go defensively. And, and, if, and, and if you watch the Orlando Magic, if you watch them play, watch what's called the low man. Um, the low, uh, essentially with, de- with defenses, the low man has like one of the biggest responsibilities. He's kind of the free safety. Um, when you have two players engaged with a pick and roll, typically uh, a player, typically any players that have shooters in the corner or, or players in the corner, they will collapse to the paint to guard whatever gets past the roll man. And that's also to tag any cutters and to further deny people at the rim. And that's essentially been Bull Bull's role. And that's a great role for him because he is such a good shot blocker. But throughout the season, he's been late. You want that role, you want help to be early. Always be early. You can always scramble back out to three-point line, especially with Bull's length, you can get you can get away with a lot. You want to be early on your help. And Bull has been fairly consistently late or indecisive. But where he's shown the most growth is with that. He's been a lot better being in that spot, denying access to the rim, denying access to the basket, and still being able to scramble back out to three-point line when the ball is kicked out. This is the growth that everyone wants to see. This is the growth the Magic need to see. And this is the growth that Bull Bull has needed to see. To me, Bull Bull is astounding not because of the highlight plays, which are amazing. Bull Bull is astounding because of what he makes look so regular, so mundane, so ordinary. And honestly, like, 
that's the biggest compliment you can give a player. Because now you expect them to do the ordinary over and over again. And if Bull Bull, and if this is Bull Bull's ordinary, he's going to be just fine and do very, very well in this league. It has been wild to see him play. Again, there's there, there's no seven foot three players doing what he does. Nikola Jokic does, you know, brings the ball up the floor, but doesn't have the speed that Bull Bull does. And you need players that are unique. You need players that give you something unique. And Bull Bull does that. But now it's about building the confidence and the consistency. And that's what he's done real well throughout this season. RJ Hampton played his first game with the Lakeland Magic. We're going to chat a little bit about him and what the future holds for the Magic Guard. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, when my copy loads, we'll have a quick word from our pals here. Give me, give me a sec. From our pals at ExpressVPN. So, we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But here's something you might know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Maybe you've run out of stuff to watch on Netflix, or there's something maybe playing in England that, or England or Australia on their version Netflix that you can't get here in the U.S. Well, ExpressVPN allows you to binge shows like The Office on UK Netflix. It's so simple to do. Just sign into Netflix, fire up the ExpressVPN app, change your location to the UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different countries. So, it's, so just imagine all the Netflix libraries you could go through, plus a whole bunch more. Love Korean dramas? ExpressVPN can get you Parasite off South Korean Netflix with your Netflix subscription. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service, including Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason to use ExpressVPN to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD, no problem. It also works on all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on the big screen or on the go. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, go to expressvpn.com slash locked on right now, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash locked on expressvpn.com slash locked on locked locked or locked on. I don't know. One of those two to learn more. Today's podcast also brought to you by our friends at the NHTSA. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. We've all been there. A few becomes a few too many. Some of us have been there. As evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. Well, what are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of junk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, it still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. So this holiday season, make sure you're taking care of yourself and taking care of others. Drive sober or get pulled 
We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. If you're next, listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories that sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So the big news entering Wednesday's game, which we didn't get a chance to cover, but the big news entering Wednesday's game was a decision that R.J. Hampton made and the decision that the Magic uh, agreed to and acquiesced to. R.J. Hampton requested and received a, uh, a an assignment to play for the Lakeland Magic. And so R.J. Hampton played for Lakeland on Thursday. He'll play again tonight at the RP Funding Center in Lakeland before rejoining the team in Boston for Sunday's afternoon game against the Celtics. Not unusual. Not unusual. This is uh, something that is becoming more normal around the league. But obviously for R.J. Hampton, it, it's a big deal. Um, as, as Joel Mosley put it before Wednesday's game, R.J.'s goal was just to hoop, uh, as, as he said it. Um, he just wanted to play. Uh, you know, games help, practices help, but they are. He, was, he wasn't playing in games. He wasn't getting much time in games. He wanted a chance to just go out there and play. And so, you know, one thing I think we can all agree about R.J. Hampton, we may disagree about a lot of things uh, about his play and all that. One thing I think we can all agree on with R.J. Hampton is he is willing to put the time in to play. If, if you're not giving him an opportunity, he will find that opportunity to play. He didn't have to go to Summer League this year. Um, third-year players don't go to Summer League he volunteered to be the veteran on that team and, and to get and, and, and to work on some things within that game environment. Just like he did there, he went to Lakeland to get some to get some playing time, to just get some time on the court, and the Magic were happy to help and happy to put him in that position. So all you know, there's there's a lot of respect, I think, within the organization for RJ for doing that, for you know, again, for humbling himself, for not seeing the G League as a demotion, but seeing it as an opportunity. And honestly, around the league. Teams should use their G League teams exactly like this to give these young guys some opportunity, to just give them a chance to go out there and play. Um, and, and so this, you know, I, I, there are some people who are frustrated by this or saying, well, RJ should be playing ahead of some other players. We'll get to that kind of complication there in a bit. But this isn't that. This isn't a demotion. This is, he needs to play. The Magic have an avenue to let him play. He played. And he played really, really well. If you watch the game, there's a 10 a.m. tip-off on Wednesday, on Thursday. Hampton scored a team-high 24 points, made 9 of 16 shots. He scored 14 in the first half to lead Lakeland to their first win in five games, snapping a four-game losing streak. In that game, Hampton showed everything that we've seen from him at the NBA level. He was hitting jumpers really well. He was hitting his threes. He was getting to the basket. He was getting to the foul line. It was, frankly, watching the game, it was abundantly clear that R.J. Hampton is better than the G League level. Just, just plain and simple, better than the G League level. He looked, he looked like the best player. And yeah, there were there were probably a few turnovers, probably a few shots that he shouldn't have taken. Uh, but overall, he accomplished what he wanted to accomplish and what he needed to accomplish. And honestly, this is the frustrating part about the R.J. Hampton story. R.J. Hampton has done everything this team has asked him to do. To be per- at least, at least to my eye, I don't know what's going on behind closed doors in practice, but on the court from preseason to now, R.J. Hampton has done everything this team has asked him to do. He really looked bad in summer league. He looked out of control. He didn't look composed and and comfortable on the court. He looked like he was forcing everything, and it was bad. And we all said it was bad. 
But by the time preseason came around, he looked much more composed. He picked his spots a lot better. He was hitting his shots really well, um, or getting to his spots really well. He was doing everything that at least fans wanted to see from him in summer league and wanted to see him grow. And I think RJ Hampton deserves a lot of credit for that growth. Um, the, you know, the Magic helped with that, obviously, but RJ Hampton has done a lot of the things this team has asked him to do. And it's and probably the biggest fan frustration that's out there at this point is that RJ Hampton hasn't gotten the reward for all this work. Consistently, Kevon Harris has played ahead of him. Consistently, Caleb Houston's played ahead of him. And it's not that those two have played poorly. I, I want to just point that out. Um, Caleb Houston has been really solid defensively, uh, especially for a rookie. Um, his shot hasn't come around yet, but he's been real solid defensively. Kevon Harris has been an absolute pest defensively. Um, I agree the Magic have probably used him too much, and and, and, and his offensive skill hasn't caught up, or, or, or his understanding of his role within this offense hasn't caught up to some of his other skills. But defensively, he has been really strong. And the Magic have won a few games because of Kevon Harris's energy. Um, so it's... It's a tough place, just just looking at the roster. It's a tough place for R.J. Hampton to be. Not that R.J. couldn't make those same contributions, but there aren't guys ahead of him that necessarily that that haven't necessarily earned their minutes or haven't done things to earn their minutes. We can we can debate whether they have or whether R.J. would be better, and I think there's a fair debate to be had there. But I think I think we could all agree that. These players have done things to earn these opportunities and to earn these this place on the floor. But that's obviously not the whole story. Um, that's not everything here. For for RJ Hampton, this season is kind of about finding his next place, um, and 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 that's kind of the unfortunate thing. Before the season even began, the Magic declined the. the Fourth-year team option on our, uh, on his contract on his rookie contract, a rare move with first-round picks. That essentially does say the Magic are ready to move on, or the Magic don't see R.J. Hampton as part of their future. And that's that's just the blunt way to put it. Um, they have two more rookies coming in next year potentially with the with the two draft picks they have. They have a really young roster already. They're probably going to need to add some veterans. There's probably going to be a consolidation trade in the offseason at some point. The trade season is open now, by the way. Um, it's it's not a good spot to be if you're a young guard looking for that opportunity, looking for that chance. And for the Magic, they are more invested in Caleb Houston, who they used a second-round pick on and, and really believe in. They are, frankly, more invested in Kevon Harris. Yes, he's a two-way player, but he's a two-year two-way player. They signed him to a two-year contract. And unfortunately, Hampton's been kind of stuck. So, yes, Hampton needs to play. And going down to Lakeland, showing what he can do, that's fresh game tape, fresh real game tape in big moments where Hampton hit two huge shots to help Lakeland stay in the lead against Birmingham on on Thursday. Those are huge moments for him to show what he can do and, you know, maybe find a new home. That's the unfortunate part of this story to be honest, um, is the business of the game and, and the realities of the roster. RJ Hampton has done so much. He's gotten so much better. He has put himself out there and done 
far more than anyone could have asked for. And frankly, he has played well. Even on the parent club, he has played well. And unfortunately, the rewards for playing well just aren't there for him. But he's willing to do the work. And that's going to help him find a place somewhere. And hopefully the Magic are helping him do that. Hopefully the Magic are looking to give him some opportunity to do that. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about tonight's game against the Boston Celtics. That coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. Look, can we? We're going to pause the pod for a second. You know, don't actually pause because you need to listen to this because you got to try the new built bars, the new reimagined flavors cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, and coconut brownie topper. These are some of the best flavors that built bar has. I, I love the cookie dough flavor myself. White chocolate peppermint granola is also on its way. It's built to take on the granola bar, so it's far more filling. And still insanely tasty. Plus, for the holidays, we also have candy cane brownie puff. Built puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. It's like little marshmallows inside of the inside of the bar. It's delicious. So, if you haven't tried Built Bars before, they're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built. Get it? They're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories, and just 130 calories on average for bars. Just sink your teeth into that first bite and it'll change your life forever. You'll never go back to one of those other protein bars. You will only want Built Bar. I'm not kidding. There will be a time before you try these new Built flavors and the time after, and the magical, wonderful time afterward. You're probably wondering which new flavor is my favorite. Well, that's unanswerable because they haven't sent me samples yet and I'm still working on the birthday cake puffs from a while back. But they're all unbelievable. I've really never had a Built Bar, Built bar that I didn't like, even flavors that I wouldn't think I like. I would like. And they're all different. So you can order a mix box and try all five of these new flavors yourself. So go to built.com. You got to try it. Get 15% off your order right now by using the promo code LOCKEDON15. That's LOCKEDON15 at built.com. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So the Orlando Magic take on the Boston Celtics, the team with the best record in the NBA. They get a double dose of the Celtics this week as they play Boston tonight on Friday, as well as Sunday afternoon, a 3 o'clock tip, by the way, 
Sunday afternoon, so put that football on pause to watch some basketball. Um, as Jamal Mosley said before the game against the Hawks, um, as good as the Celtics are and as much as you need to game plan a little bit for what they do, this has to be about the Magic themselves. Um, and look, on a four-game win streak, the vibes are really good. The team is playing better defense. The team is be- playing better offense. Everything seems to be working and rolling. This team has done real well to handle uh, some adversity. The comeback against the Clippers comes to mind. The bouncing back late to beat the Raptors last Friday comes to mind. Wednesday, giving up the big, nearly giving up that big lead and, and putting themselves in a position to win after the 50-point quarter, you know, and, and keeping that game at, at a distance. That was actually that was really impressive to me, to be perfectly honest. As, as bad as some of that stretch was and the defense was throughout that game, the Magic made the plays it needed to pl- make. But the question that I have and the question I've had um, since this win streak began is, okay, this is great. Will it travel? Orlando is 8-9 and nine at the Amway Center, and, and it's expected that the Magic would be pretty good at the Amway Center, would be solid at the Amway Center. Um, if the Magic somehow get a 500 record at the Amway Center this year, that is such a huge thing, because then that, the next step is, okay, you start winning more of your games at home. You know, they always say, win all your games at home, make up the difference on the road. This is the Magic's weakness right now. Yeah, they're 8-9 and nine at home, so they're not quite there yet, but they're 1-11 on the road. The only win, that buzzer beater from Jalen Suggs against the Chicago Bulls. The Magic have not uh, been able to make this travel. They played their, some of their worst games. They played some bad games at home too, but they have struggled to finish on the road. They have struggled to, to play on the road. And so the question is then, can you take what succeeded at home in the comforts at home when you had practice to fix things? Can you take that? to a tough environment like Boston, against a tough team like Boston, when you don't have the crowd lifting you up. Players all said that the crowd at the Amway Center has been really instrumental and really important to kind of building this momentum and putting themselves in a position to win these basketball games. Um, Got to give them that credit. Got to give them, give them that, absolutely give them that. So it's, it's going to be a challenge. This game is, these two games are going to be a challenge. This four game road trip is going to be a challenge because you're on a four game win streak. That progress, not that it's all thrown away because you can lose close games and still look decent, but that progress is on the line. You go two and two, and you know, you're probably feeling pretty good about things. You know, get one of these two games against Boston, you're still probably feeling pretty good about things. And that's. You know, again, the team says they don't think it stretches. We do. That's what this team has to do. And that's what this team has to show now. They went three and two, uh, or they went four, they went four and three on that long homestand earlier this year. They just went four and one on this five-game homestand. They can win at the Amway Center. We can see that. We can feel that. We we, we the energy is there. Now they gotta win on the road. And that's what this road trip is about. Let's let's forget about the opponents. Who cares about Boston? Who cares about Atlanta? Who cares about Houston? This is about the Orlando Magic learning to win on the road. Learning to put these games away. Learning to deal with adversity. Learning to steal a game when the home team drops their guard or the home team doesn't take them seriously. This is the next step in this team's development. This is the next step for what this team has to do to make those steps forward. And that's what we need to see from the Orlando Magic here 
in these next four games. Look, Boston's really tough. They're getting Robert Williams back tonight. They're getting Al Horford back tonight. They're going to have some real size. And they are a team that can handle the Magic size. We saw early in the year that Orlando figured out a way to score on this team. It's one of the best offensive games of the season. Uh, But this game is going to come down to whether Orlando can defend. Can they defend without fouling especially? Because Boston's going to put pressure on them. Can they keep Jalen Brown on the perimeter? Can they keep Jason Tatum off the foul line? Can they limit their turnovers and mistakes to prevent Boston from getting easy baskets, making them work for their shots? Those are all the big questions for tonight. And it's going to be tough because your margin for error against a team like Boston is extraordinarily small. They are they are a tough team. They are a very good team. And they are struggling a little bit because they went 4-2 and two on a road trip. That's, that's struggling to a team like the Boston Celtics. It's going to be hard. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be a really difficult. It's going to be a really difficult game because Boston's really, really good. I'm sure they remember what happened earlier in the season, just as much as Orlando does, and they're going to be ready a little bit more for Paolo Bencaro and what the Magic can bring. Orlando is playing well. I definitely think they compete. I don't think they're getting blown out tonight or anything like that. But it's going to be a real challenge, and I'm really excited to see how this team takes on that challenge. Tip off from the TD Garden is scheduled for 7:30 tonight. We'll have a complete recap of that game on a special Saturday episode of Locked on Magic coming up tomorrow. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places and all our podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Definitely do that throughout the game. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. If you're next, listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, it's been Phil Ross and Wright. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.